All right. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless everyone. God bless everyone who is listening, everyone who is tuning in. This is your brother Jesse Jarab, and this is Christian Thoughts. Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back live. It has been a blessed and busy couple of weeks for us, which is why we couldn't be here live. But we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And today's topic is a very deep and interesting one at that. Uh, today's topic is, If I fall hard, will God still allow me to get up? Or will God still lift me up? If I fall hard, will God still allow me to get up or will God still lift me up? That is today's topic right here on Christian Thoughts. But before we start, ladies and gentlemen, let us do our commencing prayer right now. Dear God, dear Jesus, we give you thanks for another beautiful, wonderful day that you have allowed us to have. We give you thanks, God, because you have allowed us to be here once again. You have allowed us to be live once again for the glory of your name, for your praise, and for your glory, God. We ask that everyone who is listening, everyone who is listening, whether it be live or recorded, may they, uh, may they be blessed by the word. May they be blessed by the topic. And if they don't know you, God, may they know you today. May they know who you are. May they know your love today. For your praise and for your glory, God. In Jesus' name we pray. We give you thanks because we know and we believe that it is done and it shall be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my friends, if I fall hard, will God still allow me to get up or will God still lift me up? That is today's topic. Now, Jared, you're probably thinking, what do you mean, fall hard? Well, ladies and gentlemen, there are times when we as humans fall spiritually and we feel hurt and guilty, but we try to get back up and go back to God. We talked about that about a few weeks ago with the topic of the prodigal son. Now, when I say fall hard, I mean, when we commit a sin so big that sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, that makes us feel so guilty, we don't feel like God won't want. We feel like, excuse me, we feel like God won't want to forgive us. Maybe we do something we know God told us specifically not to do. And when I say a sin, a very big sin, a sin so big, a sin so big in our eyes, a sin so big in our own lives. Of course, we know that not sin is not um, judged by God as big or small. A sin is a sin, no matter how tall or small or big. But a sin is a sin no less. But when I say a sin so big, I mean in our eyes, in our, ladies and gentlemen, um, what we think and what we see is a big sin towards God or against God, excuse me. So we, when I say fall hard, I mean we commit a sin 
that we know is harsh for us, that we know is hard for us. And we feel so guilty, we feel like God won't want to forgive us for it at all. Like I said, maybe we do something we know God told us specifically not to do. Maybe we go back to an addiction. Maybe we go back to our old self. And we feel like God is not going to forgive me since I'm back to my old self. And since I'm back in the world. Since I'm back doing what God told me not to do. Now let me tell you this, my friend. The answer to today's topic is yes. God will allow us to get up. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is, is up to us. If we sincerely, if we are sincerely repenting, if we are sincerely or seriously feeling guilty for what we did and we repent. Now what does it mean to sincerely repent? Well, to answer that, we must know what it means to repent specifically. What, what it specifically means to repent. Repenting, ladies and gentlemen, according to the internet, means to feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin. So when we're sincerely repenting, we are feeling, sin we are feeling sincere regret now. We are feeling sincere regret, sincere remorse, we are guilty, we feel guilty, we don't, we, we feel like we did something so big and we feel guilty and we feel remorse about it. That is what it means to repent. Sincerely regretting something. If you are just joining us, my friends, you are listening to Christian Thoughts, in interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian but still being human. Today's topic is, if we fall hard enough, or if we fall hard, will God still lift us up? Will God still allow us to get up? And as I said, the answer is yes. God will allow us to get up if we sincerely repent. God will forgive us. If we sincerely regret what we did. Now, when we fall, when we fall hard, or when we fall and we sincerely regret what we did and we sincerely repent, and as I am reading right now, a friend of mine just said live, turn away. When we sincerely try to turn away from something, that's what it means to repent, ladies and gentlemen. That is what it means to repent. Thank you, my sister, who just said this in live. When we sincerely turn away from something that is wrong, something that is unholy towards God, when we fall, when we sincerely regret what we did, God will forgive us. God will lift us up. God will pick us up. Now you're probably thinking, how do you know, Brother Jared? How do you know He will pick us up? How do you know He will forgive us? How do you know He will forgive me? I've done something so bad. I've done this, that, or the other, and I don't feel like God is going to forgive me. I don't feel like God will ever forgive me, and I feel so guilty because I know what I did was against God. 
My friend, let me tell you this. The Bible says that there is only one, only one sin that God does not like at all, that God is cause unforgivable. There's only one sin, two really, but may, one major sin, and that is denying that Jesus Christ exists, that is denying the, that, that love of Jesus, re, re, uh, uh, refusing to believe, blaspheming. The, the name of the Holy Spirit, blaspheming the name of Jesus, blaspheming the name of God, refusing His love. Those two major sins are what God calls unforgivable, blaspheming the Holy Spirit and refusing and denying God's existence. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, a fool says in his heart, God doesn't exist. I didn't say it. The Bible says A fool says in his heart, God doesn't exist or there is no God. But those that know, those that, that, that know He exists, those are the wise. Those are the wise ones. Those are the wise ones. And you're probably again thinking, Jareb, how do you know? How do you know God is going to forgive me? How do you know so well that God is going to forgive me? What if I did this? What if I murdered somebody? What if I killed somebody? What if I stole? What if I... Uh, 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 whatever the case may be, ladies and gentlemen. God will forgive you if you sincerely regret and repent. If you turn away from what you did. If you turn away from evil and turn to good. Turn to God. Take out one O from that word good and it spells God. Turn to God. That's not a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. That is no coincidence. When you put G-O-O-D, that spells good, but when you take out one O from that word good, it spells God. That is no coincidence because God is good. As we, as we Christians love to say, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Amen? So, ladies and gentlemen, because my God is good, He will forgive you if you sincerely repent, if you sincerely turn away. The Bible says it, ladies and gentlemen. I've lived it myself. I lived it myself, ladies and gentlemen. This is how I know that God will forgive you. I lived it myself. I've done, a, I've done, I've committed sins, ladies and gentlemen, where I felt that God has ran away from me. Where I felt that God has left me completely. David. David felt like that. Yes, sir, I'm talking about that, that same David. King David in the Bible felt like that. The Bible says that he felt when he committed a sin against God, an adultery against God, he felt like if God left him for a bit. He felt like his soul almost broke into two. 
because he didn't feel God anymore. He felt like, and, and, and I know because I felt like this before. When you do something that you, that you, your, your, and I'm not going to say you, your flesh hates, but when you do something that your spirit hates, when I say spirit, I mean that spiritual life, that spiritual part of you that knows God and that loves God, that spiritual part of you that is close to God, and you commit a sin for your flesh, because that's what we're doing. When we commit a sin, all we do, 95% of sins, ladies and gentlemen, are for your flesh. As a matter of fact, almost all of them. I don't even dare to say 99.9% .9 of your of sins are for our flesh. Sins that are good, they feel good. They are, they are what we call disguised as good things. But we know in our spirit, we know in our, deep in our spirit that they are wrong, that they are sins against God. Number two, the second reason I know that God will forgive us, ladies and gentlemen, is because the Bible says it. The Bible does not Contrary to popular belief, the Bible does not go against itself. It can't. It can't contradict itself because it is the Word of God. The Bible says it, ladies and gentlemen. Proverbs 24, 16 says in the New King James Version, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. How many times did it say? Seven. The righteous man, it says, will fall seven times, or may fall seven times, and still rise again. And then it says, the wicked, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Another version says, the New Living Translation says, the Gandhi may fall seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. So my friends, the Bible says that we who are godly, even though we fall, will be able to get up. But the wicked, if we are wicked, we can't get up now. Or, who are the, the wicked? Who are the wicked? Who are the wicked? The wicked are those who do the exact opposite, ladies and gentlemen, of what God calls repenting, what the Bible calls repenting. They do not repent. They continue to do wrong without caring, or sometimes they play with God. They play with God. Sounds harsh, I know. But sometimes they play with God or tempt God by doing the same thing every time and acting like God is a toy, sinning and sinning and thinking, oh, I could just get forgiveness later. I could just ask for, for, for forgiveness later, but right now I'm going to have fun. Right now I'm going to do this, that or the other. Right now I'm going to smoke, do drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. 
I'm going to go partying. I'm going to go, I'm going to ask for forgiveness later. My friend, do you not know that our lives are limited? Do you not know that, ladies and gentlemen, our lives have a limit? Our lives are only, we are only living by the mercy of God. We are only alive by the mercy of God. And when God says, no more, then, ladies and gentlemen, we die. Death, ladies and gentlemen, can only touch us by the permission of God. And we don't know when or where that will be. And when you say in your heart, Oh, I'll ask for forgiveness later, but right now I'm going to have fun. When you play with God like that, ladies and gentlemen, you are doing nothing but harming your own self. Again, sins, again, as I said before, are nothing but those things that are for the flesh. It is only, it only feels good for your flesh, but for your spirit, your spirit dies, your spirit gets all torn up inside. Because your spirit is close to God. Spirit is created by God to be the image of God. To be in likeness with God. A righteous man may fall seven times, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Who are we, righteous or wicked? A wicked person says in his heart, I'll just ask for forgiveness tomorrow, later, the next day. I'll, for I'll ask for forgiveness on Sunday, but then on Monday I'm going back to partying. I'll ask for forgiveness on Saturday, but then on Sunday I'm going back to my old life. No, sir, no. My friend, that is not how God wants us to live. That is not how God wants us to live. As a matter of fact, that is the exact opposite of what God wants for our lives. Who are you to say? I'll ask for forgiveness on Monday or on Sunday, but then on Monday I'm going back to my old life. That's just toying with God. That's just playing around with God, and God does not like that one bit. Repenting, my friends, as we said before, is turning away from that which is against God. Repenting according to God is sincerely knowing or believing you're not going to go back to that sin which you are asking forgiveness for. So when we fall hard and we sincerely regret what we did, we sincerely repent, that is when God will forgive us. God is not going to forgive us if on Sunday we ask for forgiveness and we know we're going to go back on Monday. No, because that's just toying with God and that's just toying with emotions. That is toying with the church. 
And that is what God considers as a wicked person. The wicked fall by calamity. One disaster, another version says, can overthrow the wicked. Hmm. Santo eres Dios. We do not toy, we cannot toy with God's emotions. We cannot toy with God because God knows us better than we do. If He knows that you're just asking for forgiveness just for convenience, just because it is convenient at the time, knowing that later, or still thinking about that later, you're going back to partying and to drugs and to alcohol and to, and to worldly things, then no, you're not getting forgiveness. I'm sorry to say it like that, but that, that's how it's done. That's, that's how it works. If you are only asking God to, for, to forgive you for convenience, or because you're at church, or because you're in front of the Father, or you're in front of the bishop, you're in front of the pastor, then no, you're not getting forgiveness. Another thing, ladies and gentlemen, is if we have an issue with our brother and sister in Christ, we cannot be forgiven until we forgive them. Jadik, what are you saying? I'm, I, I can't receive forgiveness if I don't forgive? Exactly. Until you forgive and, and, and I'm not saying forgive and forget automatically, but I'm saying forgive and move on from a wrongdoing that your brother or sister did, that your friend or neighbor did, that your parents did, that your uncle did, that your, you know, the guy next to you did. If you're not forgiving someone else for their wrongdoing, God can't forgive you. Because you need to forgive to get forgiveness. I don't say it, the Bible says it. We need to forgive and move on to gain forgiveness from God, to gain that affection, that, that closeness back to God. It's sometimes why we don't receive. It's sometimes why we don't get the blessing we want. It's sometimes why we don't feel God anymore. Because we are holding something. We are holding a grudge against our brother or sister in Christ or against our neighbor outside. Whatever the case may be. My friend, that is not how it works. We can't, for, we can't expect forgiveness from God. Keep living our lives when we don't forgive others. It sounds cliche, I know. 
It sounds cliche, but we must forgive, not for them, for us. We must forgive for us. We, you must forgive for yourself, not for them. Even if they don't deserve forgiveness, as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, you think they don't deserve forgiveness, none of us deserve forgiveness. But God gave it to us anyway. God gives us forgiveness even though we don't deserve it. God gives us love even though we don't deserve it. God loves us even though we don't deserve His love. Seven times the Bible says the righteous may fall. That means no matter how hard you fall, if you are determined to get up, you will. With the help of God, you can get up. And I know I left the topic a little bit with talking about forgiveness, but trying to go back to it right now. No matter how hard you fall, God will still forgive you. If you want, if you sincerely want that forgiveness. Because forgiveness is not forced upon, ladies and gentlemen. Forgiveness is not forced upon. God doesn't force anybody to do anything. If you want forgiveness, But if you don't, that's up to you. If you don't, that's up to you. We must remember, ladies and gentlemen, we must remember what God did for us, what Jesus did for us. Seven times. Why seven? Because that is the perfect number of God. That's God's perfect number. So seven times the righteous may fall. And there's another, there's another verse of the Bible, ladies and gentlemen, speaking about forgiveness that says, how many times should we forgive our neighbor? How many times should we forgive our brother or sister in Christ? As a matter of fact, somebody asks, asks Jesus that same question, how many times should I forgive my neighbor if he done me wrong? Seven times? And Jesus says no. Seventy times seven. Seventy times seven. Now, if we put that literally, ladies and gentlemen, how much is 70 times 7? That's a lot. <laughs> Let's just say that. That's more than... That's about... It's about 140-something times. 140, 144, around there. That's how many times we should forgive, ladies and gentlemen, as according to God, according to Jesus, according to God. Four hundred. I mean, wow, was way off. 
490. Putting that literally, of course. When we put it literally, God says, we, Jesus said we must forgive 70 times 7, which is exactly 490 times. Forgive somebody that much. I don't think we can even forgive somebody that much in our lifetime. But that's what Jesus wants. That's what Jesus, that's what God wants from us. Now putting that not literally, when Jesus says 70 times 7, he means countless times. Countless times. We must forgive. We must forgive 70 times 7. We must forgive 7. We must forgive countless times. To forgive others. To receive forgiveness. My friends, we must not feel so guilty about falling and not getting up. My sister just said, when we fall down, we get up. That's right. We fall down, but we get up. As a matter of fact, there's a verse in the Bible, if I'm not mistaken, that says, it's not about who goes first. It's not about who wins the race first. It's about getting there. And I'm paraphrasing, by the way. It's not about falling during the race. It's about getting back up and finishing it. That's a saying we all know. We all know that saying. It's not about winning the race, it's about finishing the race. And when you finish, of course you win. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to the spiritual life, and, and ironically I talked about this with a, a a close friend of mine the other day. We were saying the other day, ladies and gentlemen, that when we when we as Christians we're not it's not about, ladies and gentlemen, who goes first or who pushes first or there's no competition when it comes to being Christian, it's about helping each other and still finishing the race. Helping each other, still finishing the race. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, we must always, always try to get up. I can't get up. I've done this, I've done that, I've done the other thing, I've done too many things for God to forgive me anymore. My friend, it's not about falling. That's the easy part. You fell. That's easy. Now get up.
Jareb, I just said I can't get up. Get up. Jareb, you're not listening. I just told you I can't get up. Get up. My friend, I... Hmm. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that we must always get up. And I said try before. But as just as my, my close friend told me the other day, when we say we're going to try something, we never do it. We always say, I'm going to try to do this. But when we end up trying, we don't finish. So we can't say try. We can't say that we must try to do this. We must do it. God doesn't say, ladies and gentlemen, try to believe. He says believe. God doesn't say try to declare. He says declare your blessings. He says declare with your mouth. When we declare something, ladies and gentlemen, it's totally different from trying. God bless you, Brother James. God bless you, sir. Happy Saturday. How are you? Pretty good. Happy Saturday to you. You got an opinion? I do. As far as today's topic, which I think is very deep and interesting, by the way. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. So, the question is, if I fall, will God lift me up, right? Yeah. If I fall hard. Will God still lift me up? Hmm. When I think about that question, the only answer I can put to it is yes. Yes. And the reason why I can put yes to that without second guessing it is because you have to you have to think about it like this. We understand that we all fall and we try to get back up hmm. uh -huh. but when you fall hard it makes you rethink everything because it refocuses your brain and it starts to recalculate your mind on basically restarting from scratch because what people don't understand, Brother Jesse, is that there's a difference between falling and falling hard. Amen. See, when you fall, the natural reaction is to get back up and keep going. Amen. But when you fall hard, you start thinking like, oh, I disappointed God. I disappointed myself. Amen. I'm too embarrassed to get back up. Because I fell so hard, I think I should just stay down mm -hmm. since I'm already here. No, what you have to understand is that even when you fall or you fall hard, God is still there for you, cheering you on to say, yes, I just saw you fall as hard as you possibly could, but I want you to get back up. Amen. Praise because, God. Because, see, you may have fell, you may have, fallen before 
in the past, but you got up and you shook it off. Mm-hmm. But this time it's a hard fall. And so now that you've fallen hard, I don't want you to stay there. No, I want you to get up. Even if it takes you time to get back to your feet. Ah, come on. I'm talking to somebody today. Even if it takes you, even if it takes you time to get back on your feet, you have to understand that now your story is twice as believable. It's got twice as much proof. There's twice as much evidence because now you're showing the enemy and all the backbiters and all the backstabbers. Oh, come on. Somebody's not hearing me now. <laughs> but you're telling, you're telling all of them that, yeah, you made me fall hard. Yes, you may have tripped me up along the path. But guess what? I got back up. Guess what? I'm going to keep going because God says now my story is more believable. It's more concrete. Oh, Amen. my God. That's right. That's right. The story now has purpose. It now serves a difference in not just your life, but others that are around you. Because now they see that, okay, falling hard is not a weakness. It's a strength-building skill for my character. Amen. Mm. Amen. Mm. Can I, I say that one I, more time? Uh, you got to say that one more time. I love the way you said it. You got to. <laughs> I, I I feel that it would leave the ladies and gentlemen with less power if I didn't say it a second time. Yeah, yeah. You might want to say that again. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm going to say it one more time. For anybody that's just tuning in, you may have missed it or you may have caught in the last pieces of my sentence. When you fall hard, ladies and gentlemen, it is not a weakness. That is a strength-building skill for your character now that's that's ladies and gentlemen if you get up if you get up that's that's giving you more power to yourself now that that's the key right there is getting up when you fall hard when we fall hard we have to get up to to build that that character to build that that more concrete story for our lives as a matter of fact as, as, as a as a testimony as a testimony to ourselves as a testimony to the rest of the world saying saying serving god is not all uh, is not all dandelions and flowers every day it's not easy but it's worth it right. it's worth it absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, I'm just going to add on top of that, Brother Jesse. Go ahead. Nobody said following the road was going to be easy. Oh, no. But somebody's got to follow it. That's right. Just it's, 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 it's basically like this, ladies and gentlemen. You say that... You say that work isn't easy. But somebody's got to do it. That's right. You know, it's it's the it's the same it's it's the same thing towards towards serving God and showing the world that you have that spiritual character that's there. Yes, sir. So you're you're not just this you're not just this giant pile of emotional mess that's just 
sucking everything up and it's just all dark and gloomy because you thought it was going to be buttercups and rainbows and you know there's going to be sprinkles everywhere no no some of your days are not going to have sprinkles some of your days are not going to have blue skies some of your days are going to be as complicated as looking at your planner on the calendar Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean it's if, if, there's, if there's anything that I want you ladies and gentlemen to take, uh, not just from today's topic, but from the advice that's been given so far, is take your time. Take, take your time. Take, take your time. Go, go one day at a time. Go one mission at a time. Go one step at a time. Don't try to jump out there thinking you can handle it all and you end up falling like a bag of potatoes. Yeah. That's not what we want to see. We want to we, we want to see that you're curious to, to even put your foot out there mm-hmm. because you just putting your foot out there shows that you have what it takes. But like others, you're smart about it. You're cautious. Your, your steps are preparing you for the mission that's ahead. So with, with that being said, you can, you can plan a good strategy, but the only way it's going to complete itself is if you take your time and let the blueprint fully, fully, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. Fully show you kind of the big picture, the completed project. Yes, Because when you think about it, Life is, life is like a construction site. Mm-hmm. Nobody just jumps up out of bed and says, everything's great. Not even doing anything. <laughs> I can just sit here and just do absolutely nothing because even if I tried, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the people you just want to leave behind you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say it like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But those are those are the people looking for handouts. <laughs> I know. Those are the people that are looking for handouts. And the more handouts you give them, the more hands back you set yourself. Hmm. Hmm. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's a it's a very it's a very deep way to to process that. Mm. All righty, thank yeah. you, Brother James, for that. Thank you, Brother James, for that. God bless you. Uh, my pleasure, sir. You know, anything I can do to help you out. That's right. Amen. All right, well, thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's been an honor and a privilege, as always, Brother Jesse. And I hope you, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your Saturday the rest of your week 
in the rest of the days leading up to whatever God has in store for you. Amen. That's right. God bless you. All right. Bless you, sir. I couldn't have said it better myself, honestly. I love the way he said it. He said, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, he said it great. When you fall, and if you fall hard, that was the easy part. Now, the difficult part, the, the not so great part is the getting up. Getting up is the difficult part. But once you do, that will be, as he said, a concrete message. A concrete message to everyone and to everything. That's a concrete message to the enemy saying, Devil, enemy, you put me down. You made me fall. But God has put me, got me back up. And since I am back up, I'm going to keep going for His glory. I'm going to continue for His glory. I'm going to show it. I'm going to show who I really am. I'm going to show who God wants me to be. And I'm going to show. Now, I'm not going to take this, this fall lightly. I'm not going to take this fall lightly, no sir. I'm going to use this fall for the glory of God. I'm going to use this fall that you made me fall down hard as a testimony. I'm going to say and I'm going to show what God did. I'm going to show what God showed me during that fall. And once I get back up, devil, you better watch yourself. <laughs> Santo de Dios. If you, ladies and gentlemen, when we fall, we got to get up. Because then, if we don't get up, the devil wins. We don't want that. If we don't get up, the devil wins. And we lose. We lose hard. So when we fall hard, we get back up even harder. Get back up, jump back up, as a matter of fact. Say, I'm falling. Well, I'm falling. But God has the strength to get me back up. My sister just said it. Praise God for that. He, she says, when I am weak, God is still strong. <laughs> Amen. God is, and, and, and she said God is strong, but I'm going to add, God is still strong. When I am weak, God is still strong because He is strong enough to get me back up. He is strong enough to show, to show, to show me what I have to do. Even though I fell, he has, he, he's, he's strong enough to show me how to get back up. When I am weak, God is strong. When I am weak, God is still strong. And when I am strong, <laughs> devil watch it. <laughs> you better jump back up, my friends. That is right, sister. Jump back up. Jump. Because getting or trying to get back up. No, no, no. That's not going to get us anywhere. Like Brother James says, that's not going to get you anywhere. We don't get handouts 
No. God doesn't give us handouts. God gives us blessings. But we got to work for those blessings. We got to strive for those blessings. We got to praise him. We got to we got to we got to walk for those blessings. We got to talk for those blessings. We got to walk the walk, we got to talk the talk, my friends. It's not about getting, it's not about falling down. It's about getting back up. When we fall hard, God will forgive us. God will still lift us up. That's if we want to. That's if we allow Him to. If we allow Him to get us back up. If we allow Him to lift us back up. We fall. Sometimes we feel like God is not there, but my friends, He's still there. Sometimes we feel like God is not there. Excuse me. Sometimes we feel like God left because of our, of, of our fall, because of our sin that we just committed, because of the wrongdoing that we just committed. But God says, what? I will never leave you nor forsake you. He didn't say, when you're good. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He didn't say, I will only be with you when you're doing a good job. He didn't say, I will only be with you. I santo, yo santo, you are worthy. He didn't say, ladies and gentlemen, contrary to popular belief, he didn't say, I will only be with you on your good days. No, sir. He didn't say, I will only protect you or be with you on your, on your, on your, good behavior days, when you're not sinning, when you don't fall, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. My God is so good, ladies and gentlemen, my God is so good that he's even there when we do wrong. He's there waiting, as Brother James says. As Brother James just said, he is there waiting. He is there waiting until we say, God, I need you. God, I need you to get me back up. God, I fell hard, but I want you to show me that it is okay. That I'm okay. God, I fell hard, but I want you to show me that you're still there. Because I don't want you to leave me. And he won't. The Bible doesn't say on your own, only on your good days I will be there. No. The Bible says that God says he will never, never, look at that word, never leave you nor forsake you. I love that word. I love that, 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 that phrase that says he will never forsake us. He will never leave us. That's great. But when, when it says He will never forsake us, I love it. Because that means, ladies and gentlemen, when we need Him the most, is when He's there. When we need Him the most is when He's there. Uh, and through the storm, through the storm, through the thunder, and I talked about this in our topic of, of, of God is silent. Through the thunder, we think that God is silent. Through the storm, we think that God is silent. But my friends, God is calling out saying, Hey, I'm still here. 
Santísimo es Cristo, you are worthy of praise, Jesus. God is saying, hey, I'm still here. You don't hear him because of all the storm, of all the rumbling and tumbling of the storm that is above you, my friend. Metaphorically speaking, <laughs> we don't hear him because of the storm, but he is there. In the storm, he is there. In the calm, he is there. When we need him the most, he may be silent or he may be, he may, we may think that he is silent, but in his silence, ladies and gentlemen, remember, he is working. Santo es Dios, Jesus. Remember, he is working in his silence. He's not, he's not silent just to be silent, my friends. No, 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 no. My God is never silent just because. When my God is silent, ladies and gentlemen, it's because he's working on something new for my life, my santo. When God is silent, ladies and gentlemen, we think God is silent, it's because he's working on something good. He's, he's, he's cooking up a new dish, ladies and gentlemen, if you will. Santo Dios. Whoo, Jesus. I'm feeling something today. I am talking to somebody. Whoo, my God. That's right. <laughs> My sister said it best right now. He knew. My God knew. He never leaves us. My God knows. He knew when you were going to fall. He knew you were going to fall. He knew you were going to fall. God, is, God knows everything, my friends. We must remember this. God knows everything. God knows when we fall. God knows when we're going to fall, and He is right there to help us back up. Because He knows. He knows us. As I said before, He knows us better than we know each other. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows us better than we know ourselves, my friends. Brother James said it best. He, he is there in the worst and best of times as a concrete motive for your testimony. When you get back up, that is that is your way of saying to the enemy and to all the naysayers, as my brother James loves to say, all the haters, <laughs> as my brother James likes to say, all the haters out there that don't believe that I can do this, God is helping me through this. God is helping. God is there when we think He's not. God is there when we think, I must say it again, God is there when, he think, when we think He is not. When we think He is gone is when He's there. When, 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 our, soul, when, our, when our flesh tells us, when our, when our demons, well not our demons, I rebuke it, but <laughs> the, the saying goes, our demons, but when our flesh tells us, when our mind tells us that God left, don't believe it. Don't believe it, my friends. 
God is always there. God knows we're going to fall, but He's there because He knew where we're going to fall. He knew the exact time, the exact moment, the exact hour, the exact date. But He knows that we have the strength because He gave us the strength and He gave us the authority, my friends, to get back up. He gave us when, he, when Jesus left this earth, He sent the Holy Spirit. He sent the Counselor. He sent the Counselor, my friends. Jesus, you are worthy. He sent the Holy Spirit as a Counselor, as a, as a help, as he sent, he sent us a gift of authority over everything, natural and supernatural. He gave us authority. He gave us authority over everything. I have three minutes, but I wish this wasn't ending. <laughs> I wish this wasn't ending because I am feeling something today that I love. Jesus is good. My friends, you who is listening, I know you are listening. I know this is for you because you, because God is putting in my mind somebody who is listening right now, Santissimo de Cristo, and you are listening and you say, you fell and you fell hard and you don't know if God is going to forgive you. You don't know. You don't understand. But, but my friend, let me tell you right now, God knew you were going to fall. God knows everything. God is omniscient, omniscient. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He knows everything. He knew when you were going to fall. He knew that you were going to fall. But He is there to pick you up. No matter how hard you fell. No matter how hard you think you fell. Get up. God is telling you to right now, get up, come back to me, he says, I santo Dios. Jesus, you are worthy. Come back to me, he says, come back and I will show you. I will show you what I want you to do next. I will show to you, my friend, I will show to you, God says, what you have to do next. Uh, what I want you to do. I will show you my glory. I will show you my presence. I will show you my love. Glory to Jesus. Lord, God, you are good. My friends, this has been Christian thoughts. For those of you that just joined us as coincidence or as you think is coincidence because it is not. We are here. We invite you to listen every Saturday at 12 Eastern, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. The past few weeks we weren't able to come live, but we are back. We invite you to listen to Christian thoughts every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time right here on 
WLLY Wilson, 13.50 a.m. Well, we love loving you. And WLNR Kingston, 12.30 a.m. And of course, on Facebook Live and on every other podcast that you are listening to me right now. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. The time now is 1 o'clock p.m.